Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the L2 Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Lucas Cretelli, and with me, as always, is Mr. Luca Moya. I see via Zoom you have your Italia jersey on. We just finished watching the game. I wanted to get your uh, your first reactions of, of what happened. Italy did advance to the Euro Cup final. Luca, take us through what you're feeling right now, and uh, let's get this pod started on a, on a good note. People better appreciate me putting a pot out right now because I'm not at Market Lane celebrating um, here doing this episode. So, listen, I think I, I lost some feeling in my in my legs, I'm not going to lie, during that penalty shootout. Um, crazy, crazy scenes, man. Like, you just – penalties, like, man, we can get a group of five people here, like me and, like, a couple buddies with you, and – there's a chance, not a big chance, but there's still a chance you can beat like a professional team. Like that's how crazy pens are. You just never know. Um, so man, I was going through it. I'll be honest. I was going through it. Got a little emotional, but job's not done. One more game to go. Hopefully uh, they'll come out on top because if they lose on Sunday, then everything that we're talking about now and all the feelings we're feeling will be for nothing. So hopefully they close it out, but Man, they, they did it. They got here. I don't want to put anything into the atmosphere. I did it before the tournament. I'm not going to do it now. So hopefully they, uh, they bring it home, man. The yeah, real home. Uh, the real home. The real the home. Real I home, see. Right. Uh, my feelings toward this game aren't as severe, I guess, as yours, Luca. Yeah. Um, I worked all day. I left work at three. I had to go get my vaccine. Then I, I ripped all the way home. Uh, I didn't sit through the 90 minutes and the and the and the half an hour of extra time like Luca mm-hmm. did, but I did get home to watch the penalties, and I guess that was the most exciting yeah. exciting part of the game. And my dad walked in, he started watching, and it came down to uh, Herring. How do you pronounce his name? Jorginho. Uh, Jorginho. Thank you very much. Yeah. You know he's Brazilian, eh? And he's playing for Italy. And he's playing. For, yeah, there are a couple guys like that. Uh... If you get citizenship, you can play for another country. So him and Emerson, the guy taking over for the left back that got hurt, mm-hmm. Brazilian man, totally wow. Brazilian. Like it's crazy. Yeah, you but can. He's like, Chelsea's off. top uh, penalty top taker. Stri- yeah, penalty taker, right? So yeah. and then I was he buckled the goaltender there. That, oh like, yeah. uh, I That's jumped his up. Move, like, man. That's wow. his move. He he didn't the the goalie didn't even dive. He just he just like put his arms up in the air because like his knees just. <laughs> they buckled for sure and it just rolled in mm-hmm. like it wasn't even a shot it just rolled in it was just a, a straight f you like yeah, it just exactly. rolled in watch it roll in so oh the emotions man the emotions emotions yeah i could see you're on the come down right now but i oh, yeah. i've seen you uh uh we'll throw back to that time where we were waiting at csm i had to wait for luca because we usually walked home uh every day together to watch to finish the end of that inter game the champions league mm. And yeah. when they scored, this guy ran up and down the halls of this school like nobody's business. So I can see passion, what your poor baby. mother had to go through uh, after oh, after yeah. the Italy takes the dub. But England, Denmark tomorrow. So we'll mm-hmm. see England uh, is my pick to take it. Obviously, they're the favorite. They're at home pretty much at Wembley Stadium. They're going to have 90,000 fans or I think 75,000, pardon me, uh, fans there. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's going to be rocking there for, for Team England. Another building that was rocking last night, Bell Center, Montreal. Montreal down 3-0 to the Tampa Bay Lightning. It heads to overtime. Tampa Bay had a four-minute 
uh, I would say three minute penalty uh, going into, into overtime after Shea Weber, the captain took a high sticking penalty, uh, but they got it done. Josh Anderson with the, with the, with the overtime winner as Montreal uh, staves off elimination, uh, I guess for, for one more night as they're still down three to one. I turned it on uh, at the end of the third period again, cause I was working storylines coming out of the game. Cockney and Yemi out, Jake Evans in, and Romanoff in. What did you? What was your take on that? That that because I guess everybody was making a big deal that Cockney and Yemi was taken out of the lineup. And you remember back to the Leafs series where he didn't he didn't play the first game. Cole Caulfield didn't play the first game, and the Leafs really dominated game. Uh, I guess game the start of that series, and then when they did come into the lineup. We all know what happened. So, Cockney enemy out, Jake Evans in, Romanov in. What did you make of it? Well, I mean, he scored. So, mm-hmm. it, it looks like a pretty good um, decision. But, again, like, it's weird. Like, did they win the game because Cockney wasn't in? Like, did he give him an extra? I don't know. Like, you will never know if that's the actual reason. But you saw how how uh, the series shifted against Toronto when he was brought in and Caulfield was brought in. Was there a real reason to take him out of the lineup? No, I just think he's the scapegoat at this point. I think he's better than some of the players that are still in the mm-hmm. lineup, but you keep him in for veteran reasons or you just like the little things that they're doing. So didn't have a problem with it because they won. Yeah. Um, and if they lost, there might have been some question marks, but I think we can both agree Tampa's the better team. Yeah. So it's not like they're sitting like, you know, their their star player, like they're sitting Anderson for, for Evans. It's not like a huge call like that, but you know, he's one of your young guys. You want him to get playoff experience. I don't know how many more times we'll see Montreal make it this far into a playoff run. They kind of just have a Cinderella run going on right now. Will it happen in the future? I don't know, but you want these guys to play, I would think. But you know, at the back end, he scored a goal, the young kid, good for him. They won, so you can't really critique too much. I get it was an OT. These guys always show up in OT. Mm-hmm. Just wasn't Tampa's night last night and I don't think Kakanyemi or Evans or whoever you put in was going to change that they had like four posts when like Tampa having a four minute penalty with Shea Weber in the box their best penalty killer and they can't close it out to win the cup you just know it's just not going to go there once they killed it off you knew okay Montreal's going to win this game yeah I want to make a point before I tie in what you just said there yeah in Dominic uh, Ducharme, the head coach of the Montreal Canadiens, his in his presser, he's when they was asked why Kakanyemi was out of the lineup, he he said that he didn't want to take out the veterans like a, an Eric Stahl or a Corey Perry. And you said it perfectly. He was the scapegoat. He was the guy that he's the odd man out. And now that they won, and if they continue to win, maybe in game five and game six, we probably won't see uh, Kakanyemi back in the lineup just because that's just the way it goes. If your team's There's winning, no you're not going to make error. lineup changes. Yeah, exactly. Right? And back to, to, to what you said, the four posts and the four-minute power play and really them get – like Montreal would score and then Tampa would answer right back. Montreal would score, Tampa would answer right back. The mayor of Tampa Bay, Jane Castor, said before the game in a press conference in Tampa Bay that she would like Tampa Bay to lose or to take it easy on, yeah. uh, I'm paraphrasing here, to take it easy on the Montreal Canadiens so that they can come back for game five and win it in Tampa Bay. Wouldn't it just be awesome if Montreal wins 
the rest of the games and wins the Stanley Cup after the mayor just said that? I just I think feel like, like I'd rather I I, I agree. I just think yeah. it would be so funny that I I think sorry, go on. I like I can see the reason why she did it. You want the more revenue uh for for Tampa Bay tourism uh, for the people crap, who are yeah. fully vaccinated, you're gonna uh, for the owner of Tampa Bay, you're gonna sell out uh, the Amway Arena, more hot dog sales, more beer sales, more jersey sales, all that stuff in Tampa Bay rather than in the Bell Center, and you get to win it on home ice. But like, man, that could be a major jinx now that they just took home in, they, Montreal just won in Game Four. It's it's <laughs> because now if Montreal, like, let's just say like. Montreal wins the next game. Is she gonna be like, okay, lose game six, play game seven? Like, no. Like, it, based <laughs> exactly. off her logic, based off her logic, Tampa can only win at home. So if they lose the next game, okay, hey guys, let's go to game seven and a door all game or exactly. a winner go home game. And so, and I feel like it's also funny too because if Tampa actually does win at home. Oh, she's gonna sound like a saint. Oh, I, I called this. This is what I said. This is what I wanted. Oh, we did this for the mayor. Blah blah blah. Like, no, you didn't. You didn't try to lose that game on purpose. But give me a break, okay? So that's the story you're gonna hear. But I would love to see her reaction if Montreal goes into Tampa and wins again, and then you see, or not again, but w- wins another game. And what's her reaction gonna be then? Oh, let's lose game six. We could bring it home for game seven. Like, no, you're not gonna say that. Then if Tampa actually loses. Oh, city's gonna. She ain't getting reelected. I don't know when their election is. Yeah, but she's Luca. <laughs> her 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 reaction if uh, if Montreal wins <laughs> in Game Five in Tampa is like she turns to her campaign manager, and be like, "We got to start campaigning right yeah. now, or else yeah. I'm not getting reelected if Tampa no. Bay uh, no uh, loses the Stanley Cup." After I said that, um, I don't know if I asked you this on last uh, last week's pod, but it's been a constant battle between me and my buddy Riley McGrath, who I want to get on this pod. And we will have this conversation. Um, if you had to pick one goalie in a do or die situation, if if one game, a game seven Stanley Cup final, who would you want in your net? Carey Price or Andre Vasilevsky? Price, if they're both on, right? Like they would. I'm assuming they're both on the top of their game. Yeah, Price. I still think Price is the best goalie in the league when he's on. I, I've, I, you know, even when. They score these a lot of the times he can't see the puck, or a lot of the times it's like like last night, like on Maroon's goal. It's just kind of like a two-on-one. Do you think you could have made more of an effort? Maybe on the Blake Coleman goal, you would have liked him maybe to give a little bit more effort, maybe. But I mean, he it, it feels like to me, like it's either he can't see it, or when they score on him, very rarely you're just gonna beat him because price just plays it wrong. Mm-hmm. But when you beat him, if you look at it, when they show those replays, so like he always gets a piece of it. Like yeah. he, he always has a chance to make the same, just because his positioning is so good. Vasilevsky, I, I respect, but I, at the same time, it's easy to play in front of that Tampa Bay team. Um, I get it. He makes these crazy saves and he comes up big time and it's not like they're getting no shots or no quality chances. Like he does bail them out at times also, but I've literally seen price single-handedly carry this team to the playoffs. And it was this year. Mm-hmm. Like he, like without price against Toronto or even against Vegas, like they're done. Like they're not even here. We're not talking about them right now. So I would have price when he's on top of his game. I just think he's phenomenal. I think he's still the best goalie in the league. 
Yeah, I, again, I'm in agreement with you because Riley's pick is Andre Vasilevsky. Of course, take it is. Him. Um, yeah. I'm I'm all price. We've seen him at the top of his game in international play, like just outstanding. And I would still pick him to be uh, Canada's number one goalie uh, going oh, yeah. into to the, to this Olympics. Mm-hmm. You said it. You have Jake Allen in net in that Toronto Maple Leaf series. We're not totally. having this conversation right now. You know, Carey Price has stolen game after game after game, for, especially, I would say, a lot in the Vegas series. And you could even say last night uh, because Tampa Bay was really on last night and they were putting, again, four posts. Like, you could give the argument that's all Carey Price gave them was the post. But um, okay. Well, I'm not going to go that far. We're not going to go that far. <laughs> yeah. um, but he was on last night and – we all knew that Carey Price was going to steal at least one game in this series, and I think last night was it. So, for me, it, it's Carey Price um, all the way. Game five, Wednesday night. We'll see what happens. Tampa Bay, in Tampa Bay. Uh, Jane Castor, mayor of Tampa, you hope that Tampa comes out with a big oh, dub. Oh, yeah. And, for and, more reasons right. than one. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Uh, switching gears to another finals, we have the NBA finals. Uh, starting tonight, well, we're recording on Tuesday. Podcast will be out on Wednesday. So Tuesday night, Milwaukee Suns NBA Finals. Giannis has turned to questionable for tonight's game. I don't think he's going to play. He hyperstended his knee in the Eastern Conference Finals. Um, the Suns, they got Chris Paul back. They got, uh, what's his name, Devin Booker back, uh, still in the lineup playing great. Who do you give the edge to in this series if Giannis is out? And then... If Giannis is in, who yeah. is the edge? I, I, it's so difficult because they said Giannis, if the Hawks series went to a game seven, they're like, hey, Giannis is going to play. But now they win in six. They've had a couple of days off to go. I feel like now their mentality is, okay, now it's the start of a fresh series. It's the NBA finals. Even if we lose a game or two, I'd rather have them for three to seven, let's just say. Than him play game one and miss two to seven. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's probably their mindset right now. Just sit him, make sure he's 100% healthy. But I don't know how much time he has because I think Phoenix is going to win both. Does If he's there or if he's not. The chemistry on this team, Lucas, with Chris Paul playing the way he's playing, he's been playing at not just, you know, like his ordinary self. Like, he's actually scoring the basketball on an elite level. Like, we know that he can make tough shots. We know that he's he's had that mentality. But, like, He's had career high playoff scoring performances the last series. And, and it's just it's unbelievable what he's been able to do with this team. And it's not all on Chris Paul because he's got a great supporting cast around him. Aiden, uh, Booker, you know, Johnson, Mikael Bridges, like they're all really good players. But I still think Phoenix is going to come away if Giannis plays or he, he doesn't. I just have that. And it's just a gut feeling. The Bucs are a really good team. We've seen yeah. the Bucs plenty because they play the Raptors a lot. Uh, so we know how they play. They're a very good team. There's just something saying, Suns, I'm going to stick to my gut here. Even if Giannis plays, just I just think it's it's just meant for CP3 to win. Like, he's got to win this one. Mm-hmm. And this is this might be the only final he gets to. So he's got to bring this home, not just for himself, but for legacy purposes. And just, it's a different final. Like, it's not like super team versus super team for once. It's actually a, an enjoyable final that we don't know who the winner is going to be. And I like that. Yeah, uh, I'm sticking with the Suns here. I ever since they took out the Lakers, I was like, "This is the Suns. This is the Suns' run." CP3 has been through too much this postseason to to not 
get that ring, that elusive ring on his finger. He's he's gone through the knee injury. He had to sit out because of COVID. And, yeah. and this Suns team continues to get it done. And I, I think that's just the lead. You have to attest to the leadership of Chris Paul. Even when he's not there, these guys want to play for him. They want to get him this ring. Devin Booker has been playing out of his mind. Uh, Aiden, again, has stepped up majorly. I would have loved to see a healthy Aiden versus uh, Giannis. Uh, them go at each other in the in the in the finals we might still get to see it i think it all depends on uh how the first two games go because if if milwaukee goes down 02 Giannis has to come in and like if not if if they go down 01 and he comes in game two but i think it's gonna depend on how the series go if milwaukee can take the first two games then maybe Giannis can take it easy and take it easy and let that knee rest but if they go down 02 or 01, it's going to be we got to get Giannis back because we we really need him. Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton can only do can only do so much. They've been both been playing outstanding, but I think Giannis is that that third wheel that they they really need. Yep, and it's crazy. Like we're talking about him as a third wheel because they you know they beat the Hawks without him, but this is mm-hmm. this is a two time MVP. This is Defensive Player of the Year, like we're talking about here. Yeah, and people exactly. are already jumping the gun saying, oh, Giannis is can't carry a team. Like he's like the second fiddle to Middleton. Like, come on, give no. me a break. You need Giannis. I, I think you know, he does so much. Even if he can't shoot, even if he can't shoot a free throw, he does other things. He spaces out the floor for Middleton. Like, I know Middleton's been playing great. They won without Giannis, but tell them to go through a whole playoff without Giannis and see how well a team will adjust to Middleton and Drew Holiday running the offense without him. Giannis is the guy. He, he's the franchise. And there's a reason why they're in the finals. He's a big reason. So, What's your prediction? Suns in. Hmm. I think we can go seven because I, I think the Bucks could win. I just have a there's just something telling me that Phoenix will. Mm-hmm. So I think it could go seven games. It can go either way. That's why I love about these playoffs, even the Western Conference final and and the and the final now. I get it, Kawhi was out, but injuries happen all the time. Like you can listen. Do I feel bad for Kawhi? Yeah, but at the same time, the Raptors won. We're all happy because of it, but also Durant was out. Clay was out. Like, come on. <laughs> if they were in there, it might have been a different story, but I'm just saying, like, I think uh, in seven games uh, the Phoenix will take it, and it's exciting because it's not a clear-cut winner. I don't think, at yeah. least. Uh, I'm going to go Suns in six, uh, just because like, yeah. even if Giannis does come back, we saw uh, with the Toronto Raptors, Golden State. Remember when Kevin Durant came back and he had to play to his top level and still re-aggravated that Achilles injury, which kept him out a year. Uh, so, like, even if I know Achilles hyperextended knee are not the same thing, but like, there's just a, such a big possibility for Giannis to re-aggravate that knee injury if he comes back, especially the way he plays and the amount of touches he gets. Uh, and I think they really just need Giannis if they're going to topple the Suns. So I'm going to go Suns and six uh, for my prediction. We're going to wrap it up with a big trade that just happened. Blue Jays, Milwaukee Brewers. (laughs) Rowdy Telez has been sent over to the Milwaukee Brewers and the Jays pick up a right-handed arm, which is very nice to see. Very nice to see, which his name, I forget his name. Uh, Richards, Richards, Trevor yes. Richards, Trevor Richards. That I forgot to write down his first name. Yep. Trevor Richards and a minor uh, league pitcher, Bowden Francis. Look, Lucas got it. Lucas got all the names. He's the name guy. Score app. Quick yeah. plug there. 
Uh, 3.69 ERAs. He holds lefties to a four a four nine seven OPS. Like like 3.69 ERAs reliever. Like I don't know what how much we want to read into it. We got to see him pitch a couple innings for the Jays. I like it. Um, we need just need arms. Get arms. Hey man, in, in get, the, get as open. many as you can because Montoya's gonna ruin a couple. So we need some backups. <laughs> <laughs> get him in there. And Telez really like. Let's be real here. Like the prospects they have coming up, like Austin Martin and all these guys in the minors. Like Telez was never really gonna find a spot. I don't think. No. So you have Vladdy now. Yeah. He's not gonna taking play over first base. He's not no. gonna play first. Come on, you're out of here. Get out, buddy. Sorry, go play with Yelich. Maybe he'll teach you a couple things. Oh, he was in the minors for a lot. Like, Rowdy had a good season last year. Rowdy had a great season. But who was scuffling last year? Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Now that Vladdy's uh, having an MVP caliber season, it's like Rowdy is just in that shadow and gets sent down to the minors. Vladdy uh, said he wants to play every day, which he is. Where is he going to slot in? He just has no place to slot in. Uh, I'm happy the Jays moved them and got two pitchers for him. At least he can go to another organization and play somewhere else. And I hopefully we benefit with Trevor Richards uh, in the bullpen. He just didn't, he just wasn't clicking for him. And, you know, poor guy. I mean, they kind of just gave up on him. Like, um, he's 26 years old. But again, the way the team's going, I think it was time to cash in on him now. Yeah. Was his, was his value higher maybe last year? Yeah. You know, he's a year younger. He had a better year. He was a starter. But then, and now you see him and the way he's going and the way the Blue Jays are kind of on the upcoming with their hitting and stuff, his value, I think, was just going to go like even lower. Mm-hmm. So they, they cashed in at the right time, I think. You didn't know he was going to, you know, plummet like this. I mean, 209, come on. Yeah, it, <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> four all-stars on the Jays. Like four. Yeah. You have Bo, Tay Oscar, Vladdy, and Simeon. Like this team – Three of those guys in the infield, and that's where he plays. He ain't getting exactly. another spot other than first. You ain't putting Vladdy out there. You're not getting DH because when Vladdy wants a day off, he can hit. So he's gone. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, like, or they were saying on the radio today, this is probably the best infield the Jays have ever had in their history. Hmm. Three all stars. I, I would like, and I didn't really agree with it because the team was so good. But yeah. Ryan Goins was then such a liability at the plate. <laughs> Bat exactly, but in the field, you, you could all argue he was better than Boba Shett right now in the field. Arguably, buddy, this guy was gold glove in that postseason. He was unbelievable. What did I tell you about Boba Shett? You see him bobble that another one uh, the other he night. Cost the game against the Rays on Sunday. Oh, at two goodness. errors. Jesus. It's gonna come, Luca. He's a young guy. It's gonna come. It's gonna come. Every guy awesome. in baseball is gonna commit errors. All you gotta do is just limit them. He's a young guy. It's gonna come. But you can't ar- argue with me that that Batista Ryan Goins bobble in Kansas City in 2015. We win the World us. Series if that doesn't happen. If, if one of those two guys catches the ball, we're 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 celebrating a World Series in 2015. And people don't talk about this. Who was it? Brett Cecil, I think. Mm-hmm. Didn't Which allow situation? like didn't allow a run. Brett Cecil in like that season was unbelievable, unreal. and he got hurt. Mm-hmm. So he's in the line. Okay, whatever. Fine, he's an injury, wasn't it? They catch that freaking ball because that stupid fan says, I got it, and they got confused. They catch that ball, and they win the World Series. We're beating the Mets. And you know what other, year, uh, the, uh, the other thing that drives me nuts about that series as well? We're, sorry, we're, we're rambling here, but, like, it's the end of the show. Sure. We always ramble. Yeah. Dalton Pompey's on third base with no oh, outs. Stop it! 
And Terrible you got, I think, I think it was, it was Pilar, Revere, and Donaldson. Donaldson coming to the plate. MVP Donaldson. Man, Ben Revere was such an underrated pickup. That might have been the greatest in in season trade I've ever seen. <laughs> but nobody knew. Like my family, like who's Ben Revere? I'm like Ben Revere. I'm like this guy's the best this hitter is, in baseball. This guy this hits like three thirty. Lead off hitter, steals bases, outfielder. I'm like yes, we need Ben Revere. Tulowitzki. When we picked him up, oh, David Price. Man, they went in for it that year. And you know what? I I'll never forget this. That call. I wouldn't know, like, that that curveball, I think, Wade Davis came in, one of the best closers um, at the time. And he got flustered because the ump didn't give him the call. And then the very next pitch, he just absolutely sat him down with the curve. And that was it. Two outs, Donaldson's up, your MVP. This is the guy you want. Grounds out to Moustakis, and there's that. But, like, you got you can't admit Kansas City wasn't, like, the best team that season. They just had they, a bunch of they, guys they, who hit, like, 290. Beat- like, but they was, beat the Mets in five games in the World Series. So we would have beat them. We would have beat them too. I, I'm not saying the Jays would have won no, yeah. easily. But that, but that like, team was small ball. It yeah, because the ballpark, they, the ballpark they played in, that you can't hit home runs there. Even though Bautista cranked one in that in that game in that what was it game six? Game six, eighth inning, ties the game. <sighs> then they had a it still hypes me up to that chance. day. Like there's that YouTube video. Of the like that whole seventh inning, man, like they had it, man. You know what? Enough of this. I New want era. that again because Vladdy is gonna have one of those moments. We're gonna be sitting in our basement, you sitting on our so. couch. We're gonna be watching the Jays. It's gonna be the bottom of the ninth inning. Bobachet's on first. We need two runs to win, and Vladdy Guerrero goes yard. Four games back of the wild card. Four games back of the wild card. And thirty-nine. The, we're going baseball here. We still got five minutes. Um, the Yankees are not a good team, Luca. Thank God, they're not a good team. They'll pick it up. The, the you know what? No, you know what's I funny think, about the I, th- I don't think no. they will. They're gonna trade for Mookie Betts, Mike Trout, Acuna, Otani at the deadline, and they're gonna win it. <laughs> that you watch. They're gonna do something stupid, and they're gonna come out. I just think they're just not like. They're the worst base running team in the league. Their run differential is in negative. Is in the negatives. The run differential with that offense is in the negatives. With that pitching staff, with Garrett Cole, Corey Kluber, like come on, guys. Well, they're, they're three and seven. Or all this Chapman struggling because he's got no sticky stuff on his hand. That's just a joke. Don't want to say anything. Don't want to. Well, listen to this, right? They have they have Trout ten games or, back of the of the of the division. Yeah. They have Judge. Sorry, Judge hitting two eighty four. That leads the team. I mean that's that's okay. Two seventy one for Lemayhew. Usually he's in around three twenty. Yeah. Two seventy one, two seventy four for Rochelle. After that, all Gary Sanchez's of... strikes out or home runs. Like, yeah, and, that's literally and, it. And Rugnet Odor is hitting third in their lineup most nights. Luca, two twelve, two twelve hitter, on base Rugnet percentage two eighty five. That's horrendous, man. Stan, like where's Stanton? Haven't heard anything. Stanton, like hey, Stanton, Stanton's, you know. It's either he's, you know, I don't know, but their pitching is great. I mean, they got Cole under ERA of three, Kluber around three. You know, I don't know. It's just Kluber's not around three, but then Italians five. Hermes Chapman, Chapman's 4. at 471. Four. Yeah, Chapman's not, has been struggling. I don't care. I just think the Yankees are, I just don't think the Yankees are going to be a threat. Uh, we just got to worry about Tampa Bay. And not like we're nine games back 
Oh, that's just our division. We're four games back a wild card, like you said. The yeah. Mariners are there. We well, I think we they'll make the wild card. Future's looking bright. Get some playoff experience. But how are we gonna make the how are they gonna make the wild card, Luca? I just don't un, like. Well, you have Tampa Bay or Boston. Back. There's still like 90 games left. You have Tampa Bay or Boston, right? Oh, and then yeah. you have Oakland or Houston. Yeah, they could beat them both though. Now Houston, Houston's comfortably in that. I think I don't think Houston will blow. I think they can. They're gonna have to catch Oakland. Yeah, and then gonna, that's why these, these games are so crucial against the division too. Like they're very crucial. So, yeah, but we'll we have the happens. most games blown this season. I'm pretty or like uh, just a I chunk of games we've blown is against the division. So exactly. that wraps up the show, Luca. Good show. Thanks, buddy. Uh, Maybe you'll hear my horn honking. I, I'm gonna see if I can go out there. I'm surprised you haven't heard the horns. No, but I just didn't understand when on last pod you're like, ah, why would I go out there, Market Lane? It's a more of a party, not a celebration. The real fans are on their couch. What do I get, ladies and gentlemen, after last Italy's win is a Snapchat <laughs> from Luca Moya at Market Lane. I wasn't at Market Lane. I was in my car at the time I snapped you, but you were at Market Lane. I, I went. And I left after 20 minutes. But, yes, I'm a hypocrite. I know. I'm a terrible person. I had to call person. you out there. I'm a terrible – I know. It's okay. But you know what? When the, It's the power of the Azuti, man. You just learn to love people when they win. Like, it's just <laughs> something that takes over in the air. It's just different down here in Woodbridge. Fair enough. Fair enough. Woodbridge Hopefully, is, uh, it, maybe I'll see you next Sunday if they win. Or on Sunday, not next Sunday. I know. I probably won't, I probably won't go. But, like – Drive the Duck John Deere down. <laughs> with the flags come on See, i live like 20 minutes away from you and you call me i'm out the boonies with my john deere my horses and cows i'll ride my cow down how about that all right that's oh, good. 20 minutes away from Woodbridge. he thinks i'm out the boonies this guy like he sees a little bit of farmland driving to my house like, where are we in the middle of nowhere all right buddy uh Thank you for tuning in, everybody. Uh, you can listen to the Altitude Sports Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Pocket Cast, and Radio Public. Thank you for tuning in. We'll do tomorrow. I'm Lucas Patel. 